What's up, guys, and welcome to the Down Low. I'm your host, Lawrence Brinkman. We got a lot to talk about, so uh, let's talk. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Hello, guys. I mean, let's just jump right into it, guys. What was this weekend? What did we just witness? Uh, there's a lot to think about this weekend. And the fact that I'm making this right now so early on in the week, with, there's there's not a lot that's come out about the games this weekend. There's not about, there's no injury reports. There's a little bit uh, around the league swirling. But, boom, oh my God. Well, first things first. We'll go through every single game. We're gonna do it. We're gonna try to do each team fairly. However, there's gonna be some teams just get talked about a little bit more than the other ones. All right. First things first: Jaguars, Texans. Jaguars played great without Minshew. I mean, we didn't expect them to win, but I, I I said on the podcast I think there could be upset. I felt like Jaguars might have a chance to beat the Texans. I mean, Jaguars play everyone in the division so good. And they played the Texans as best as they could. I mean, and, and that's at the end of the day, that's what that's what you're going to ask from your team is the best you can do. Just give me the best you can do. And I think they gave the Texans the best they could do, and it was a fantastic game. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I watched enough of it, flipping through the channels, to know that... I think the Texans are a good team. I just think they got off to a really slow start. But in the in the end, you can't get off to slow starts if you want to make the playoffs. You can't. So that's a big point on them. They did great. There's just, neither one of these teams has much going for them in the future. But oh, that that was a great game at the end. Did you see the the quarterback spin out? Yeah, go watch that play. And you don't have anything else to do the rest of the day. Look up Jaguars-Texans and skip to the very end of the highlights and the final drive, final TD for the Jaguars. Missed the two-point conversion, but that final touchdown was amazing. Giants-Washington, I mean, no Golden Tate. I I changed my pick right before I was going to do it in my, uh, my family pool right before the game started. I was going to take the Giants. I was going to. And then all of a sudden, they changed it. They changed their injury report. They said, coaches are taking out Golden Tate. Due to the fact that they just don't think the uh, disciplinary reasons, I believe. So they want to discipline them a little bit. I mean, props to them for showing the team that they're not going to take no crap. However, props to the team for winning without having to, without uh, with taking the crap and putting them on the bench. Because, uh, I mean, you just proved that you could trade away Golden Tate during the trade deadline, gotten something for him because he's going to leave in the offseason. You're not going to get anything. Ravens Colts. Well, I said this game could be an upset, and um, I was watching the first half of it, and I picked them in my pool. I picked the Colts to win, and I kid you not, I had in a couple parlays. Like you know what those are, you know what those are in betting, but I've had a couple parlays. Colts were in a few of them. Colts, what was that? That second half performance, what was that? I think I saw an image. It was like the Ravens had 160 yards 
in the second half, and the Colts had had one yard the whole second half at that point. And it was somewhere in the third quarter, and that's an embarrassment to have one whole yard for one whole quarter. I think the Jets could get one more yard than you guys did against the Ravens. Like, I swear. Lions, Vikings. Well, if anyone watches MMG on YouTube, <laughs> he's still rooting for the Lions. The, those guys. I don't think either one of these teams has much going for them in, uh, in terms of the final part of the season. Maybe the Vikings can slip in there. I still might think the Vikings have a worse record than the Bears. We're going to talk about the Bears in a second, but that division outside of the Packers just looks horrible. Even the people who were trying to make a run for it, the Lions, a.k.a. You lost to the Colts. We got to bounce back in this one. Our season might be on the line here if we lose this one. Lose it. Oh, I mean, we got next week. You can't just keep saying you got next week because there comes a point where that next week, it don't matter anymore. Titans, Bears. Uh, I keep... Ever since I didn't pick the Bears to beat the Buccaneers... I've had doubts. I had doubts before that. Then I saw what they could do. And yes, we don't know about these Buccaneers yet. I still think they're good. I just think Drew Brees doesn't lose to the Buccaneers. Moving on. As I say that, Bears-Titans. I mean, that was a poor performance from the Bears. The Titans didn't do anything to beat you. You guys beat yourself. That whole that whole touchdown gap that was the interception for uh, let me sorry the fumble Montgomery had for picks uh, for a fumble six so a, a scoop and six that was all because of that Nick Foles you can't even get down the field and whenever they start going down the field an interception a turnover it's kind of getting sad at this point that defense is really good they're keeping you in games but you can't keep yourself in the game I mean. I think all the Titans are doing is showing us that, like, yeah, we're not going to blow anyone out, but, hey, we can still beat them because they're clutch. And I think the Bears are showing everyone, well, I mean, we're the Bears. What would you expect? We're the Bears. I mean, fair point to both sides. We didn't really expect much from you guys. However, now that you guys are supposed to be showing us what you guys are to, you know, show that you're going to make a postseason run, neither one of you are really shining any kind of bright lights in our eyes to blind us with your amazingness. However, Titans still lost to the Bills in a blowout style. And the next team, 44-34. Seahawks lose to the Bills, 34-44. That is the biggest deficit. Well, not the biggest deficit. That is the most points. That was the most points that a Steve Carroll-led team has ever let score on them. 44 points, never, ever has a defense that played for Pete Carroll. Yeah, never has a defense that played for Pete Carroll ever had that kind of points thrown on him. Like, that was, that was just bad. I mean, Pete, Russell Wilson can only do but so much. Uh, yeah, your quarterback is playing outstanding. I think he should be MVP. I still think you're a top five, probably top three team in the NFL. But... You got Jamal Adams back last week and didn't even seem like he ever got into the game. He never made any big plays. Yeah, he just came off injury, but he knows these Buffalo Bills. He played against them for twice a year for the longest time. We expect a little bit more than that. It was it was lackluster. 
that little comeback y'all made too. Y'all, as soon as it started becoming a proposition, you let them counter it right back. Score another 10 on you. I mean, how are we supposed to rate this game? I think the Bills are showing us that like those blowouts and the fact that they couldn't beat the Patriots more than three points and the Patriots couldn't score any points against the 49ers who's so beat up. Well, I, I don't know. Like, Are the Seahawks any good? Why are we even asking that the Seahawks are great? Are the Bills any good? Well, they just beat the Seahawks and they're supposed to be great. Like, what are the what are the answers here? Is this a Seahawks were LA? Bills were at home. Bills are really good at home. Bills Mafia, even though there's not that many fans in the stadium, but there's still something more than you had before. I don't know. But man, the Bills came to play. They played hard. They got it done. Panthers, Chiefs. That's my team. Yeah, you might know I'm a little bit of a Panthers fan, but like I don't really like to talk too much about them. I don't like to, you know, spoil everyone, be like, oh, Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. Yeah, I like the Panthers, and I will support them, and I will stay, still stand by it. They're my favorite team. However, I understand the game of football. I understand how it works. However, counter to the counter. That was a great game by a young defense without their rookie sensation, Jeremy Chin, the whole time. I, it was kind of clear that they had to play a different kind, of, a different kind of style. It didn't look bad. I think this is. I think we're looking at this game a little too deep. Yes, it was a great performance by the Panthers. Yeah, the Chiefs kind of slipped up a little bit in terms of what you thought they would probably do against this kind of team like the Panthers. However, this is a simple game of the Chiefs. They didn't care that they were playing the Panthers. They're like. On to next week. We yeah, this game doesn't really matter. We really, really, really want to hammer down getting into our bye week because they don't play next week. But I can tell you, their eyes were set on the Raiders who gave them their loss. You've lost one game all year. And you lost it to the Raiders. So you're telling yourself, after our bye week, we're going to beat them. And that's what they're strictly looking towards. They're not looking towards next week. They don't have anything next week. That's a bye week. They're chilling. They're at home. They're hanging out with their friends. They're hanging out with their wives. They were looking towards the Raiders because they want revenge. And they thought, oh, yeah, we can smoke these Panthers. Yet I don't think anyone's understanding that the Panthers aren't going to let anyone blow them out. They're not going to let anyone just walk over them and win. Never in any of the weeks that we've watched the Panthers play that you, you can – propose that to be an argument they've been in all these games the Panthers could have won this game if the guy kicked the field goal and made it uh from 51 yards but he also tried to kick the best field goal he could but the wind took the ball at the last second and doinked off the crossbar he couldn't have seen that coming he tried his best but I'm as I'm saying this I think that Chiefs are very for real in a game that they overlooked a team and were looking for two weeks ahead against the Raiders that gave them their loss. They overlooked this Panthers team that was just waiting there. They were bleeding at the mouth. They were ready. They were ready to pounce on them. They wanted this game, and they got their game. And I think it has a lot to go towards the coaching staff. Um... 
the coaching staff played a really good game for the Panthers. I think I think the fact that the coaching staff for the Panthers is so young, it gives them a quite of an advantage. Cause no one really knows what they're looking for. No one knows what they're trying to find in this team. They're just trying to find something. Yet there's not a lot of homework to do on this team because they're so young. So I think that helps in their benefit greatly. Because what do they have to lose every game? They're not supposed to make the playoffs. They're not supposed to do this. They're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to be this way and not that way. Same with the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA playoffs this year. They weren't supposed to be there. They were never supposed to make the playoffs. Panthers aren't even supposed to be in the playoff hunt. Panthers weren't even supposed to get more than five wins this season. They're already at three. They're doing a lot of things people wouldn't expect them to do. And they showed the Chiefs, hey, how about you look out for us? Which, uh, if you think about it, is going to show other teams that, like, hey, maybe we should actually pay attention to this team. Chiefs, though, in a game that you weren't looking at, like you weren't looking at deep, that was a great win. I mean, they came into your, they came into your building, they punched you in the mouth, and you you subdued them, you choked them out. That was a great job. And I I think I think I think it's fine for me to admit right now. I mean, we just got back from talking with the Chiefs and Panthers game, but I think it's a fair, I think it's fair to admit that uh you know I didn't have the best week in terms of my upset matchups. I thought a lot of my teams I picked that could upset did pretty well, played pretty fairly. I pretty much said the Saints are gonna beat the Buccaneers. However, moving on to the next one, in order, Broncos, Falcons. I had a lot of hope riding on the Broncos. And I took them in my pool. And I thought, this is how I was thinking with the Broncos. Drew Locke looks like a good quarterback. And he looks like he might be the mainstay at the Broncos. When that kid gets hot, that, that, that guy gets hot. I mean, Drew Locke gets hot. However, the Broncos are really looking like the the Cowboys from earlier in the season. And I say this, and I made it very clear when I say this. They get down to like 20-point deficits every single game. Wonder why they're doing so bad. They get, they, they get throttled in every single first half. And then they come out outstanding in every second half. Yet, in almost all these games, they're... It's too late. They you can't come back unless you make a stop every play, and you can't make you can't expect your defense to stop them every single time now just because you couldn't put more than six points on the board. I mean, twenty-seven thirty-four. That looks like a really close game. At halftime, it was twenty to six. At one point in the game, I don't even think this. I I think I stopped watching this game at twenty-seven to thirteen, and I I said to myself. Why did you pick the Broncos? It was so dumb. And then you started looking in the background. You just saw them coming back. You saw them coming back. And you just wonder, does it just take Drew Locke a little bit of time to get into the rhythm of the game, to like get into like character, to get into the buildup in order to perform the way he does? Is that why he struggles sometimes? He's just not in it yet. He's a slow starter. Either way, the Falcons are tied for the bottom of the division now in the NFC South. NFC South looks like it's going to go to the Saints. 
Broncos looked like they had playoff hopes still alive for the postseason. They're not going to be in the top two of the division at this point because of the game that we're moving on to, the Raiders. Raiders-Chargers, both Broncos divisions. I'm pretty sure the Broncos, if they won, they wanted the Chargers to win. If they lost, they still wanted the Chargers to win because they didn't want the Raiders to get that much further ahead. Now, I saw a statistic that showed the Raiders, if they had won that game, rose to a 68% chance to make the playoffs. I think before that, it was like a 31% chance. Yeah, they got lucky on that final play. It wasn't a catch. It was not. Before anyone starts trying to argue, the Chargers caught that ball. It was not. It was, he obviously fumbled that ball as he was going out of bounds. However, the Chargers have been so close so many times. And if I'm the Raiders, I have playoff hopes. I can't be, I can't be teasing a team like the Chargers like this and actually giving them ample opportunity to win the game. If you're the Raiders, you're supposed to be closing out these games. You're supposed to just... They came out the second half just lights on. They were down 17-14 to and a half. They came out lights out at the very beginning of the second half. And then they just let it squander away. They didn't keep... They didn't grasp momentum and take it. They just kind of rode with it a little bit and then let it fall down and then basically at that point fumbled it because they gave it right back to the Chargers. But if I'm the Raiders... That's 68% chance to make the playoffs. You better hope so because this team coming up, uh, Cardinals, Dolphins, the Dolphins, I don't know what their percentage to make the playoffs is, but 31, 34 to 31, they're 2-0 with Tua as the quarterback. Yeah, I kind of like Tua now. I know I talked a little crap. I still think Fitzmagic would be winning the games that he's winning right now. Fitzmagic looks fine coaching on the sidelines. Looks like he's having fun. Maybe it's just a guy that's just as smart as him. Probably not. He's from Harvard. But just as smart football IQ-wise. Maybe he's having fun with it. I'm getting paid pretty decent money. And I don't have to worry about getting hurt. I guess that's something. But dang. Cardinals, I told you. You're going to have to make a run for that fifth spot. You're going to have to. Because the, the Buccaneers, they're not winning the NFC South more, more than likely. Now that's the... I think it's 85% chance for the Saints to win the uh, NFC South. That's big odds. That's big odds. For Tampa Bay, they have to make sure they solidify that fifth seed because they're probably not going to win their division. But they look they look suspect is the best way to put it. They look suspect. And they play the Panthers next week. And if the Panthers can beat the Buccaneers next week because they put a good, a good showing against the Chiefs, and they didn't do too shabby the first time they played the Buccaneers. The Cardinals are still in that hunt for that fifth seed. Who the Cardinals play next week? We didn't look on this. Cardinals play the Bills. So if I'm the Cardinals, you gave up a game that you should have won to force yourself to play a game that you could win and you have to play your heart out in that game. Because, yeah, I'm supposed to win this game against the Dolphins. I mean, yeah, against the Dolphins. You can't go into the Bills, or the Bills are coming into you. You can't let the Bills come to you and not 
put up a a dog of a fight, I guess is the best way to put it, a dog of a fight. Because, yeah, you're pretty much, if you don't get the fifth seed, you're going to get the sixth seed because the seventh seed in the NFC doesn't look like anyone wants it. But I don't think you want to settle like that. Why would you want to settle for that? Who? No one wants to settle in the NFL. That's not what we're here for. We're not here for settling. Guys get in the league to win, not to settle. So I can't see why they would try to settle. You got to let the Bills come to you and knock them out. That's going to be a lot, of, a lot harder than you think because the Bills are thinking to themselves, these pesky Dolphins won't go away. So now we got to keep winning. Steelers, Cowboys. I remember when this Gilbert feller was on the Panthers practice squad and became a third, I think he was a third stringer at one point. I mean, I didn't think anything of him. I thought he was just there. However, I'd always heard good stories about him from his time at camp and how he performed really well, but he was behind Newton and Kyle Allen. Now, he gets a chance to start against the Steelers. They got rid of that JMU guy. If you didn't know before, that JMU quarterback was the worst-rated quarterback in Madden. So, obviously, the Cowboys got a different quarterback and said, yeah, 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 just forget that ever happened. And he looked good. And the Cowboys looked okay. Now, I'm not going to say the Cowboys looked good because they didn't look good. The Pittsburgh Steelers looked pathetic and pitiful. However, they won the game. Big Ben got hurt, came back, proved he's Big Ben. And the referees kind of handed the Steelers that game. Now, I'm not trying to talk crap, not trying to do all this, but the Steelers are 8-0, but they're 8-0 with a nice little asterisk next to that 8-0 because I don't think they earned that last one. And they didn't look very good down the stretch against the Ravens until it came down to the wire, and they were able to top it off and win the game. Next week, they play the Bengals. Probably an easy one following by following that week, Jaguars. Now, you do play the Bengals at, at home, However, the Bengals had a week off to prepare for you. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're not. Probably not. But after the week, after the in week eleven, they got the Jaguars. I see them going 10 and zero right now. Ten and zero. Maybe it's not until the Ravens they get the rematch that they uh, have a little slip up Sunday night. Oh I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, Thursday night, Thanksgiving. But if that's not the case, their final schedule week thirteen. Redskins, I mean, uh, Washington. Week 14. Ooh, who they got week 14? Bills, that's still winnable. Steelers, week 15. Bengals. Steelers, week 16. Colts. And in the final week, the Browns. Now, listening and reading that schedule. Yeah, it's it's... You can talk about how they might go undefeated, but I don't think that that's the case. I think they're going to slip up somewhere. We got to we gotta believe that because it almost always happens. There's only been two teams to do it for a reason. Now, on, po- on top of that, they just never take over a game and just show you who they are and win the game. Yeah, the Cowboys are pathetic right now, and that's, that's high key. But beat them like you're supposed to, not like you think you can. Beat them convincingly. 
That's the only way you're going to convince us that you can go undefeated. Finally, Saints, Buccaneers. I don't really have much to say on this game. I think everyone knows what I had to say on this game because I called it. I said exactly how it was going to go. I said the Saints were not going to lose the Buccaneers for a reason. Drew Brees does not lose to Tampa Bay. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't care how good Tampa Bay looks. Drew Brees does not lose to Tampa Bay. There's a reason he doesn't lose to Tampa Bay. That's his divisional opponent. He doesn't want to lose to Tampa Bay. Drew Brees hardly ever loses to Carolina. Hardly ever loses to the Falcons. He studies these teams. He knows their defenses in and out. There's a reason these games are most of the time close, but there's a reason why Drew Brees wins these games, and that's because he's got that clutch factor. Now, these two games this year, Brady versus Drew Brees, it doesn't look like that Brady is the GOAT. It looks like Drew Brees is the GOAT. If I was to ask you, based on the two performances in those two games, who has more Super Bowl wins, who has more MVPs, you'd probably say Drew Brees. No, Tom Brady does. However, Drew Brees got overlooked for most of his career because he's never had a great team around him. He's always had a okay, good team. Maybe when I say that, his defense in the past has been horrible. He's finally got a defense that can hold their own, and he can score enough points to help them hold their own. Now, I think this game told a lot about the Saints. They knew they could beat them, but they didn't just beat them. They destroyed them. I think this says a lot about the Buccaneers, but not quite. I think the Buccaneers, that defense was always going to get got. And I think that defense got got way too quick, made Tom Brady try a little too hard. And I think this is different than Tom Brady in past years. Tom Brady's never had to think, my defense isn't going to hold up quite like I know it will. This isn't the same run defense that Bill has been calling for me. And I think that's getting to him. And I think that's going to come to haunt him. But also, I think they're still making the playoffs. So both these teams are fine. Thanks for listening, guys. And have a good one.